Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Kerry Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. I am extremely excited tonight to be having on the alternative metal band Janice, and we're going to be speaking with the lead singer, David Scottney, tonight, who's going to be calling in shortly. I just want to start out again by thanking everyone for their support. I can't believe it's been a year. It's going to be the year anniversary pretty much tonight slash the end of this month, and uh, it's an honor to have Janice on as my band to celebrate my year since the start of the show last March 2011. So before I bring him on, I just wanted to give people a brief introduction. If it's your first time tuning in, a little bit about my background. Um, I have a background in clinical psychology. Uh, That's what my doctorate degree is in. And one of the things I've always enjoyed doing is interviewing people, coupled with my other background, which is in the entertainment industry. Um, I'm also a singer-songwriter with an album out. I do some writing for some entertainment magazines on psychology, marketing, and advertising in the entertainment industry. And then I created this forum, as I mentioned a year ago, with the premise of bringing people on in the entertainment industry. It could be musicians, comedians, Um, filmmakers, anyone doing something creative to really support them and help them spread their names out there with their products to the masses. I personally know as being an independent artist and someone who does everything on my own how uh, difficult and challenging it can be. So I really wanted to create this forum to support people and it's just been an amazing journey so far. I've met so many great people and it's been my pleasure to bring them on and help them spread the word about who they are. So I'm going to show you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like and what it's like to be in their profession. If you are just tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can also call in tonight at 805-243-1320. And um, a couple of things I do kindly ask people to keep in mind, too, is that I do want people to feel open and uh, honest to talk about whatever they'd like, but if they're going to get into any types of uh, stories that might be humiliating or embarrassing for other people, just to please keep any identifying information, such as names, organizations, et cetera, personalized stuff, um, out of it. But I do want people to feel like they can talk whatever they'd like about. And the other thing I ask people to keep in mind, because some people know that I am a clinical psychologist, is that this show is not meant to be providing any type of formal therapy or treatment. Um, If people bring up any type of psychological concepts or terms, I'll be more than open to talking about things, but it will be, again, in more of an educational format and broad framework rather than uh, personalizing it to any specific people. So let me tell you a little bit about Janice and how I came to learn about them. Again, as I mentioned, they are an alternative metal band. They are out of Chicago. And I actually found out about them, gosh, I can't believe I was doing some research on them. It's been at least, I guess, three years because their single Eyesore, which was off of their uh, debut album that had hit before some of their previous albums, and we'll talk about all of them tonight, um, which was called Red Right Return, had hit uh, Satellite Radio, and that's how I had been exposed to the song. And when I first heard it, it just immediately captivated my attention, and I was like, wow, this band has something special going on. They're very unique and original with their sound. Um, It doesn't sound like they're trying to copy anyone. They really have a style that's all their own. 
So I was immediately captivated by them. And when I started this radio show, I was looking for just really unique, interesting bands um, to bring on the show to help them get their names out there. So that's how I had come to learn about uh, Janice. So I'll give you some information on them. Again, we are waiting uh, for the singer to call in. So as soon as he does call in, I will, um, as I mentioned, uh, start the interview. So they're an alternative metal band, as I mentioned, out of Chicago. They experienced great success with their 2009 debut album, Red Bright Return. But it wasn't until they recently released, which was actually yesterday, their uh, new album that came out called No Eris, which was um, discovered which really showed how far that they had come. And the musical revelation in this self-produced album, which uh, had debuted, as I mentioned yesterday, they are signed to Realid Records, which is a, a branch of Warner Music Group's independent label group. And the single right now that they're promoting off of No Eris, which is the album out, is titled Stains. It is getting major airplay. We're going to talk about all the different stations it's on. Again, you can also check it out on their website, which I'll plug shortly. And we'll get into the details of what the song Stains explores because I think that'll be interesting for David to talk about that. Um, also, I wanted to mention that the band has toured with some major acts out there, including Chevelle, Sick Puppies, Seven Dust, Pop Evil, Hailstorm, Five Finger Death Punch, and Alice in Chains, to name a few. They're also currently doing shows right now, um, potentially even on tour. And we'll talk about some of the bands that they are going to be um, playing with while they're out there promoting their new album. So if you need to check Janice out, which I hope you will, go to JaniceMusic.com. All right? So what we're going to do for a moment is, um, until he calls in, I'm just going to play right now his single, Eyesore, their single, off of their album, as I mentioned, No Eris. It is currently available on all, I'm sorry, been a long day. We're going to play their single Eyesore, which was actually off of their um, other album, which is called Red Light, Red Right Return. So let's play that single, and then we will come back and uh, hopefully be talking with David shortly. All right, so let's check that out. And let me go to Janice in my switchboard here. Okay, here's the song Eyesore. Again, it is one of their debut singles that hit Sirius Satellite Radio and Octane. XM channel back in, that was 2009. And uh, again, check this album out too. It's called Red Right Return and their hit single, Eyesore.
All right, everyone, and welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, you just heard Eyesore, and that was off of Janice's album, Red Right Return. And we're going to talk, like I said tonight, about their new album out called No Heiress. So uh, the member just called in, so let me bring them on the air. I already did the introduction for them to tell everyone about how great this band is, and I'm really excited to be having them on tonight to interview and promote them. Hey, what's hey, going how on? Are- David. Hey David, how are you? Good, good. Good. I apologize for the awful introduction. Oh, you heard it. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay, because I didn't see your number right away on the switchboard, so I had to buy time. So I actually played the song Eyesore, which I was going to hopefully postpone to a little later because I wanted to talk about that album and that song. But if you want to play it again, we can play it again, or uh, we can play Scenes, which is the other one that I have tonight. Yeah, we can play Scenes. All right, cool. So welcome. Um, Thank you for joining me tonight, and I'm so excited to be promoting your band. Uh, Your band is definitely one of my favorite bands out there right now. And, um, yeah, it's an honor to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, cool. So where are you calling from right now? Are you guys out on tour right now? Uh, We sort of. We've got our hometown CD release party tonight at the Cubby Bear. And um, so, yeah, so I just got... I just got done going for my uh, pre-show ritual uh, mile-and-a-half, two-mile run. And now okay. I'm going to change and go head to the show. Very nice. So before every show, you do a mile-and-a-half to two-mile run? Yeah, I try to. I think just Very on, cool. on every show on the Chevelle Tour, I, I managed to do that. So And it, it works out great. It kind of gets the endorphins going. and uh, Yeah, cleansing. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's really cool. So, um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about I want to just get some background on you guys. I was doing a lot of research, and it was I always find it really fascinating because I think a lot of times people, you know, look at bands like you guys out there who are just blowing up right now. You guys are doing unbelievable. But people don't really reflect back on probably some of the challenges you guys have experienced um, along the way and, you know, how difficult the journey can sometimes be. And I really learned about that last night when I was reading about how the band formed back in, I guess it was 1998. Um, well, sort of. It's, it's funny because um, Wikipedia, somebody's gotten a hold of Wikipedia and, uh, and kind of noodled around with it. But okay. Janice really, uh, so that's, I kind of was in an earlier version of Janice back in middle school, and we um, we kind of made demos and we're still trying to kind of learn our instruments and stuff. So the name's been around forever, but um, I would say it wasn't really until we got signed uh, about five years ago or actually probably about more like four years ago until our career kind of really um, started rolling. And I would say the core, the current core lineup, um, which is about six and a half, seven years old, uh, that's really when we started kind of getting down to work and writing records and um, kind of getting past the whole learn how to play and sing and write songs kind of phase of your, of what I think every musician goes through when they're young. Right, right. Wow, so are are any of the members still with you that were with you back, as you mentioned, in middle school, or is it kind of regrouped? Uh, just, just you. Uh, just, wow. Just me. Wow. Yeah, so that's kind of why it's, a, it's tough to kind of talk about those early days. When right. That was more like kind of middle school, high school, noodling around stuff. Still awesome, and I'm still amazing friends with all those guys, but um, as far as our career goes, it kind of really hit, hit the ground running about seven years ago with the current lineup. Nice, nice. What were some of the, I guess, changes along the way in terms of, 
you know, members either just for whatever reason not being um, as motivated or maybe not wanting to use this type of a career to go in direction-wise? What were some of the things that you experienced along the way in terms of having to bring new members on board? Um, you know, I think the uh, just life kind of happened for um, the old members, I think, and they were, they all kind of went off and got married and settled down, and uh, I kind gotcha. of just still had still had the bug to keep writing music and um, met some new new guys here and there. And uh, Mike, our guitar player, he and I do uh, a lot of the core songwriting. Um, he uh, he and I have been friends for probably 15 years, and uh, I met him through one of my best friends in high school. And, um, he's just a, he was a character and, uh, <laughs> we kind of kept in touch and then, uh, sure enough, I asked him to join the band, um, you know, about seven, eight years ago. Very cool. Very cool. So how did you come up with the name Janice, which you mentioned you've had for a long time? What's the, uh, what's yeah. the meaning of anything behind that? Um, the meaning, it's actually the a Roman god of gates and beginnings. So it's a two, two-headed god, one that looks, um, forward and backwards. And you know, I think that when we when we picked it out, we kind of liked the duality behind it and the fact that it had uh, um, that sort of dichotomy to it. And um, that just seemed like a cool metaphor for kind of how we we approached this whole thing. Mhm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So, in terms of um, the current members, do you want to give them a, a plug real quick? Just mention who each of the members are in the lineup. Sure. Yeah. Al Quitman plays bass. Um, Johnny Salazar plays drums, and Mike Taransky plays guitar and uh, also does all of our um, electronic programming and keyboard cool. stuff. Very yeah. nice. Now, do you play any instruments, too, or do you just formally just do singing? Um, I Currently, I just do singing. We were a three-piece for a while where I played guitar and sung, um, but uh, I'm not super great at playing guitar or singing at the same time, so... <laughs> okay. Just, um, I decided to simplify things and let Mike take over the guitar responsibilities. Nice, nice. So again, you guys, the sound is just phenomenal, and I'm definitely going to ask you a little bit later on about the mix of the album, the production. I mean, everything is just top-notch, really great. Um, I was oh, impressed cool. with it. Yeah, when I got the albums from, uh, and we'll give a plug to uh, Tom Delaney for setting up the interview, and it's been great just, you know, going back and forth, communicating with him. Um, yeah, it was just, I listen to his stuff every day, and I listen to him when I work out. So, <laughs> so that's, oh, that's a good awesome. thing too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, who are some of the bands that you would say influence your style? Because it is so unique, I think. Um, and I can hear elements of different bands in it, but I just really feel that you guys have this this really original sound. Oh, thanks. You know, I think it's I think it's a combination of the fact that we're all kind of into different music, mm-hmm. um, like Mike and. Mike and Al are into super heavy, heavy stuff like Chimera, Meshuga, and um, I'm kind of into some of the heavy stuff that those guys like. Like, but like I like Deftones, and um, I'm a, a grew up a Tool fan, and but I, I'm also kind of uh, I was super into The Cure growing up, okay. and um, some of the other like darker Britpop bands, and then also uh, a big Van Morrison. Uh, and like his more obscure stuff, uh, like Astral Weeks, and so I kind of, I, I kind of bring a much more, I guess, kind of singer-songwriter maybe vibe right. to a slash approach to the writing process, and those guys um, definitely bring the metal. 
Right, right. Oh, definitely. No, I mean, I definitely can hear so many different dynamics about the music, which is really cool. Um, in terms of current bands, is there any current bands out there that you guys are, you know, listening to right now that have caught your attention? Um, you know, Mike's, uh, Mike's a big protest hero fan. He just saw their show last week, and he was raving about it, as well as some of the bands that they're on tour with. Um, I I was a big fan of the new Cheval record. You know, we were fortunate enough to... Um, be friends with those guys and then uh, go on tour with them. But, you know, I'm always impressed by their records and I'll, I'm definitely fell in love with the new one. Yeah, um, yeah, they're a great band. Yeah. So I like their stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So in terms of your background with your vocal style, because, again, I think the way you approach the music too, um, your phrasing and stuff, I think it's really interesting. Do you have formal vocal training or is this something that just comes naturally to you? Um, You know what? I It, it definitely doesn't come naturally I worked pretty hard at it for years and years, and then eventually I did hook up with a vocal teacher. And um, In fact, I saw her today, actually, Tamara Anderson. And um, she's, uh, she's pretty awesome, and she definitely helped me to kind of uh, fix some of the bad habits that I kind of picked up along the, uh, the way of self-teaching um, and uh, self-teaching myself, I guess. And, and it was a huge help help. I was able to sing a lot of our songs more on key and with less effort, so that's always a good thing. Very cool. Very cool. So um, let's talk about your uh, your album a little bit, So because that is one of the main reasons we're here tonight, too. And uh, it's called No Heiress, and you just released it yesterday, so congratulations on that. Um, thanks, thanks. It's actually the X, you do pronounce the X, so it's Knox Heiress. Oh, it's, it but, uh, is Knox. See, yeah. I didn't know if the X was pronounced or not, so I thought it was maybe no errors. Okay, Knox errors. It's, it's close enough, though. It's all good. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. So, no, it's all good. so tell us about um, this album that you currently have out, which, again, is amazing. Love the funk scenes. I hear it every day on uh, Sirius XM when I'm driving back and forth from work. Um, and I so have nice. you guys pro- nice. programmed in as one of my uh, top 30 bands, so I get alerts whenever you're coming up. <laughs> Oh, nice. um, um, we uh, it's this is our second record, and you know we really we all came back from tour and talked about whether we even wanted to make another record because the last thing we wanted to do was you know have a sophomore slump like so many bands um, just come back from tour and then they rush out the second record just to try and keep their momentum going. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't really care about any of that. We were just we were more concerned about whether or not we had anything interesting to say or or create as far as a, a new sound or a new record. And it wasn't really until about four months into it when we stumbled upon some new demos that uh, really sounded um, sounded fresh and, and different enough for us to get inspired again and really motivated, really excited about the, the sound that the new record was going to take on because we want to do something different. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, and uh, cool, pretty quickly, it, it kind of happened, and we, we all got inspired again. And, and then, sure enough, like nine months later, we had a new record. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal, really good um, in terms of – tell us a little bit about the – I guess your writing behind it, some of the meanings of your songs and stuff, because I know you had talked about themes in your bio and, and kind of what that means to you. Tell us a little bit about that song and what it, and the relevance of it. Themes? Um you know that song. It's funny. It's probably it's it's uh, ironically enough. It's probably very similar to Eyesore in the sense that if you 
you know, if you're not if you're not true to yourself, if you're not kind of staying on the path and using your moral compass to kind of uh, point in the right direction, you you will look in the mirror someday and and you won't you won't like what you see. And um, but it's the difference between that song and I swear though it's from a very different point of view. I think it's mm-hmm. much um, this record in general is a much darker, heavier record. And uh, and we just decided to kind of embrace it and go with it. And I kind of explain this this record and a lot of the songs and their subject matter as kind of the darker side of the two faces of Janice. Um, you know, as if the, the first record, Red Right Return, was the lighter side. Nice, nice. Do you think the darker side, and again, this is my psychology stuff coming out, do you think that has anything to do with any more, you know, recent stuff that had went on in your life or in the lives of the band members over the past year or so prior to you putting this new album out? Yeah, absolutely. And I also think it reflects kind of um, the darker moments of the writing process when you you do feel pressure to kind of mm-hmm. get the job done. And you, I have ran into writer's block a few times on the record. And um, it, some of the songs are about that, actually, uh, funny enough. But, um, Interesting. It, it, is, it, is, it definitely reflects some of the, the tougher for things that we had to work through and process and deal with coming off tour and even being on tour. But I think that um, I think that overall, though, it's a really positive record, even though it has a very dark point of view. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. No, I can I can absolutely see what you're talking about in terms of your lyrics, and absolutely, definitely. Um, do you want to share? With, go ahead. Okay, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh no! I was just gonna say I was just gonna liken it to uh, a lot of blues records that are out there. They're super sad, but they're cathartic in the, in in a way. Yes, definitely, and I think that's why it's such a great album to work out to and stuff. Because no matter what you're feeling, you can really just kind of get that uh, that energy out that you need to. Um, yeah, what I was gonna say was you were mentioning when you're on tour and stuff, and kind of some of the pressures that you guys deal with. It was that in relation to the label. Do they, you know, in terms of pushing you guys? Do you have a certain time frame where you have to get stuff done? Um. Um, they, I mean, they did, but we kept blowing our deadline. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, think, I think that we did, I think that they were, I mean, they were patient enough with us because I think they were excited enough about the song. And I think they were excited enough about the fact that um, our heads were down and we were trying to make something different and unique. And, you know, it doesn't make any sense for our label or us to rush out songs that right. that are okay or aren't aren't that good because then they don't have much to work with. The band's not excited about playing them. It's not going to sell well, and you're going to be back to square one before you know it. So right. So it's um it was what it was. I think the the I think the the tougher tougher things that we struggled with were much more around our personal lives getting flipped upside down when you go out on tour and then um. It's just all of the kind of personal things that, that you have to kind of process and work through and you have to figure out how you're going to survive and pay your bills and make a living because when you first start out, I mean, you're, you're going from show to show and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to do all the, figure out how we're all going to eat and sleep and pay our bills. and um, uh, So all that stuff's challenging. And, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can really appreciate what you guys do. I mean, I'm not anywhere, you know, I have my career as a psychologist and I'm also involved in music and some other stuff in the entertainment industry. And I think for me personally, I didn't really see what it was like until I was out there kind of doing that grunt work all by myself. And when I released an album and I was trying to book the shows and put the band together and 
I don't think people can really appreciate all that stuff that comes along with it, coupled with you guys being at a level where you are, like you're saying, touring, and you have to find out, you know, how are you getting your next meal and how are you doing, you know, like you're saying. I think that's that's so relevant what you're saying. And Mm -hmm. I think maybe personally you can talk from this perspective too. You know, I think unfortunately a lot of kids out there, um, you know, and and even adults sometimes look at the industry as though, oh, you know, I got to, if I get a hit single, I'm just going to be this huge star and make millions of dollars and go out on tour. And unfortunately, they don't realize the perseverance that you guys have done and the dedication that it takes to get to that level and maintain it. Um, It it definitely takes time. And, you know, we're, uh, we were super fortunate to see Isor hit top 10 and um, and it definitely gave us a path and got our career started. But, you know, there's so much work for us to do. Um, and there's so many so many people out there that still have no clue who Janice is. And, um, you know, we're meeting new fans every day. And, uh, you know, we're just now working on our second single. And it's kind of, you know, you realize how much work is left. But uh, if you keep at it, you know, and you kind of work hard and you balance your life, I think they're, you know, bands can have a career and can right. make money and, and eventually not have to worry about the next meal right. as much anyway. Right. <laughs> right. And in terms of just quickly, and then we'll we'll definitely get into uh, checking out Steam, how did you guys, um, you know, how did your music get to the attention of the current label that you're on? You know, was that a difficult process in terms of how you do get to that level and, you know, get someone to really take your music seriously? Um, you do, I mean... It is hard. It's really hard to get taken seriously. But, you know, the one thing that we we kind of, um, well, not in this version, right before, I guess, the last member joined the band, we were trying pretty aggressively to try and get a record deal, and we were putting demos together quickly, and we were we were rushing out these four or five-song EPs just to try and scratch out a single that maybe a record exec could hear, and mm-hmm. we, weren't getting any, we weren't getting anywhere. In fact, um we were getting, uh, you know, when we met a lot of people and we did a lot of showcases and we traveled to New York, God knows how many times. Um, wow. But it wasn't, you know, we eventually kind of said, you know what, it, it wasn't working, it wasn't, didn't feel right tough anyway, just kind of crap songs that we think might fit a certain radio market or try and squeeze our sound into some sort of single mm-hmm. format. And we just decided to scrap it and write our own record and take our time with it and we spent two and a half years writing uh, Red Right Return, and as soon as we finished the record, and the record was done before we ever even signed a record deal, we had put okay. the concept together, we had solidified all the marketing, everything that we wanted the, the record to look like, the whole concept behind the album. And, you know, it was at that point that our manager had passed it to our label, and it just clicked. You know, they, nice. they got it right away, and I think they heard... In the in those songs on Red Right Return, a band that has a focus and is much more concerned about music than than we were at all about signing a record deal. Right. And, no, that's um, awesome. And it does. It, it sounds so cliche, but it's it's all about the music. And you know, we I think we were a band trying to get signed on the fact that we had potential, mm-hmm. and not that we had a, a a bunch of great songs. And eventually, we decided just to write the best songs we could and record them and make them bring our vision to life in our own way and that's when we started getting noticed that's when we got recognized that's when we started getting offers very cool very cool well congratulations on that i mean 
great, you know, work on your part. And again, like you said, it's being that perseverant type of uh, band that really just kind of keeps pushing forward until it eventually pays off, as it did for you guys, which is uh, amazing. So let's uh, let's have you introduce. We talked a little bit about Steam, so let's um, have you introduce that song, and uh, we'll check it out now for everyone to hear. Sure, sounds good. All right, should I just cue it up? Yeah, just uh, yeah, just say that you know. Give a plug for your album and the, the hit single, and yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Stains off our brand new record, Knox Harris. Check it out. Okay. We'll be right back.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. That was the hit single, Stains, off of Knox Eris, which is Janice's new album. It's uh, out right now. Please pick it up. You can go to JaniceMusic.com or check it out on all major digital sites. So let's bring David back on. What's going on? All right, there you are. <laughs> Amazing song. <laughs> Love it. Really good stuff. Thanks. Really, really good stuff. So um, in terms of, I thought it was really interesting when I was um, looking at your video for Eyesore, and and hopefully you'll have one out for one of the other singles you're working on right now, like Steens, but I had noticed that you guys wear this uh, certain type of uh, style, which was described, I guess, as a, let me look, I put this in my notes, let me see where I put it now, Uh, custom-made red and black 1920s Russian-inspired militaristic uniforms. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you guys to... um, wear that and do you usually wear that on stage um you know what we've actually kind of given that uh we've let that that uh uniform die essentially we oh, kind of okay. let that kind of yeah we we did that we wore those and um just to kind of support the concept of the first record okay so now we have new we have a new record out with a new kind of concept behind it new visual look to it and so we've kind of lost that um that whole look for it's a much more kind of casual uh Casual look. Okay. What kind of look do you guys yeah. have now, would you say? Uh, I would say currently I'm wearing a T-shirt and some jeans. <laughs> nice. And that's what you're going to be going on stage with tonight? Yeah. I had a couple, couple custom T-shirts made um, with some symbols on it that uh, that um, are kind of in the sketchy kind of style of uh, of the new record. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Some, and I guess really I think it's... in the city that do screen printing here, so... Very cool. How how important do you think uh, attire is and stuff in terms of uh, bands and going on stage and having some type of a coordination and, and style? I, I don't think it, it makes that much difference. I think that what matters more is just the the feeling people get when they see a band and you know the feeling that the band kind of puts out there and emotes and and of course the songs that the songs are really good. So you know, I've seen. Uh, I've seen people, you know, uh, I saw a show with John Popper from Blues Travel. He just came out, and he was so super overweight, and I think he's in a wheelchair or something, and um, the guy still just has this wonderful, gorgeous light that just emits from his soul. Right, <laughs> And it, you know, right. it doesn't really matter what he looks like. <laughs> that's true, and I think that's a good point you make. I think the industry, unfortunately, and I'm sure you know from – everything you guys have accomplished, you know, sometimes they do put a lot of emphasis on, you know, appearance and, and dress and all that type of stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I I definitely try to stay fit and healthy, but that's more just to be healthy and fit, less about, uh, you know, Pleasing someone. How, I, how I look. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Very cool. So um, so tell us a little bit about you guys, because you're definitely a good-looking band, and I'm sure you guys have many groupies, et cetera, after you. Um, so I'd like to you know, share a little bit of personal information, because sometimes I'm, I get, I'm very interested in the business side, and I like that type of stuff, but I want to make it uh, you know, a little more personal for the audience, too. So are any of you guys married, um, anything like that? Um, yeah, I think just we're all of us. We're all in relationships and stuff. Okay. And, um, yeah, we all... Uh, we all have personal lives, and um, so we're not. I wouldn't. We're not too into the the groupie scene, but I mean, right. we do make we do 
We do make a ton of time for fans, though. Like, after every show, we try to hang out at the merch booth, and we're happy to talk to people and find stuff. And um, I love the big radio festival, too, because people can bring their little kids out, and and they get to, um, you know, we can kind of uh, get to meet these little little kids that are here in rock music for the first time and sign their hats or their their shirts or whatever. And um, Yeah, so we definitely make a lot of time for our fans. Very cool, and that's and I agree. I think that's so important because again, if if it wasn't for the fans, you know, most of the bands today wouldn't even be the, be where they are without the support of them. So that's that's great that you guys do that. Really cool. Yeah, totally. So um, so what other things do you guys have coming up with the new album? I saw that you are going to be playing some shows. It looks like with Cabo and the Veer Union, and uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit about any upcoming shows that you guys want to plug. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're playing um, tonight's the CD release here in Chicago at the Cubby Bear. We're super excited about that. Um, I actually don't even uh, – I only have one physical copy of our record, so I'm excited to actually see see more copies of it and get a copy for uh, for my dad. Um, nice. But uh, we, also, we also have uh, – tomorrow night we're in St. Louis playing at uh, one of our favorite venues in the whole country, Pops. And um, – and then from there, we're going to, uh, I think we got a show in Peoria. And then on Saturday night, we're super excited. We're going to be at um, uh, the Machine Shop in Flint, Michigan, which is just an amazing rock club. And uh, we're super excited about that. And then we go out with Cabo for a handful of dates. And then we've got uh, Rocklahoma, which is a big radio festival. It's an amazing time. U-Fest down in Phoenix. And then Point Fest back in St. Louis. And then I think a couple more uh, headlining dates kind of scattered throughout, but um, that's what our that's what our spring and summer is looking like so far. Wow. Well, definitely you guys have a jam-packed schedule, which is great. So definitely staying busy. Yeah, and uh, I would urge I would urge anybody uh, to check out our JaniceMusic.com too, because we have links to um, video clips of all the songs on the record, uh, clips of us um, uh, pseudo live clips of us in our rehearsal space. Um, we had an artist come and paint this huge mural, and then our direct, the director we worked with on Eyesore uh, edited and shot all that stuff. So it's, uh, if anyone wants to get a, a taste of the record or, and kind of see see what we look like nowadays, go uh, go check us out. It's also on noisecreep.com. You can go right there, but I think there are links to those videos on our site. Okay, cool. No, definitely. I mean, I was yeah. on your site last night. I'll definitely have to check those out, too. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I think it's buried in one of the news posts live clips on noise creep or something like that. Nice, nice. So what else in terms of, I guess, what are your feelings or your perception on social media sites today and artists using that as a means to uh, launch their career or, or assist them? Um, I think it's huge. I think it's super important. I think Facebook has been really key for us getting the word mm-hmm. out. Um, Mike, our guitar player, is addicted to it. He answers and talks to every single person that writes or asks us questions on Facebook. He is all over it. Um, I think it's super important. I think it's it's a great, easy way for bands to get lots of lots of content out there, have two-way conversations with fans. Um, advertising on Facebook is super cheap, super affordable, and super cool in the way that they let you um, microscopically target uh your ads, and then you only pay per click, so that's awesome. Interesting. Um, I think I think they're super important. I mean, we haven't done that on this new record, but um, we're talking about doing it for some merch pa- packages that we're trying to put together. But um, I think it's key. I think it's super super important, and it wasn't really something that was 
that big or, or powerful when we were first starting out. So uh, I would urge every band to to use it and make friends and push it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, it's definitely, the industry has definitely changed over the last, you know, half a dozen years. So I agree. I think the social media sites are definitely an amazing forum for people to really push their stuff and uh, get their names out there. Um, totally. And what it, I guess if you had one piece of advice or, you know, something that you wanted to share with the audience, especially musicians, in terms of if they want to make a career, you know, out of music, what would what would you recommend? Um, I mean, I would I would just say, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, I would say, um, you know, write, start with the, the one and mo- the, the single most important thing, which is to write great songs. And mm-hmm. to write great songs means that really means like you have to find out who you are as an artist. You have to figure out what inspires you. And, you know, we, like I said, we only made a second record because we, we had, we had to, and that's the only way I can describe it. Like you, you get inspired and you, you just have to do it because you love it. You love to do it. And I think if people can, you know, if an artist wants to, if an artist wants to be famous and be in a rock band, you can have a lot of trouble. Uh, right. There are some artists <laughs> out there today. There's a couple bands that we played with that um, I won't name names, but their right. sole focus was was to be famous, and, and it was not to write wow. songs or sing songs. Yeah. Um, and but you know, I think for the most part, artists artists who become successful do it because they love it. Do it because they're developing a certain craft or you know developing whatever talent they have. And if you if you do that long enough, and you actually learn as much as you can, and you work with other people, and um, you actually get to the point where you're writing great songs different, unique songs, original songs, then um, the doors will start to open automatically. You'll, somebody will hear it, a club owner will hear it, a radio guy, the radio station guy will hear it, somebody will hear it and pass it on to somebody, and things will happen quickly. Very cool. Yeah, that's interesting what you said about, you know, some people do want to just do it for the for the stardom and the attention and, and that type of stuff, and, you know, that is unfortunate. Um because it should be because it's what you're passionate about and, you know, this is what you want to do for a living. Um, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Those people yeah. do pop up along the way. So um, I've met them. Well, I'm sure you have. And I would, uh, I'm would. a psychologist, so I could uh, <laughs> could really get into their minds and uh, help you out with that stuff. Because yeah. uh, they can be some difficult people to uh, be around. Yeah, if your re- reality TV show fails... Start a rock band. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, please share anything else that you want to, you know, plug with the audience. And uh, real quick, what song are you guys looking to release next off of uh, Knox Heiress? Do you have a second single in mind? Or can you not uh, share that? We don't, have, we don't have any idea. I mean, okay. we're, we're just super excited at Stage is climbing the charts. Um, I just found out we're 24 with a bullet, and that's super exciting. I hope it keeps going, and I hope I hope the fans like it enough to call in and tell their radio stations that they love it. And for mm-hmm. all those, uh, you know, who listen to Sirius Satellite, keep telling Kayla and Jose and all those guys over there that, that you love it. And um, I think if it keeps doing well, we'll get the chance to do a second single. Um, I'd love to see Promise to No One. Yeah, it's a great song. Two, just because it's so mean and heavy, and uh, <laughs> it's got a lot of it's got a lot of attitude. To it, and I think that attitude is what really uh, connected with our fans uh, in Eyesore. And with Eyesore, you know, I think that uh, I think Promise to No One has that same kind of attitude. 
So, but we'll see if we're lucky enough Definitely. to do it. And that's got my. And own. I mean, I love um, I love Skin Deep too. That one's just uh, that one's amazing too. I mean, that's really good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I don't really think it got enough. released to radio, but I think um, I think uh, uh, our friends at Sirius started spinning Skin Deep, which um. Yeah, they played that a lot. I mean, I would hear that a lot, as well as um, what's the song um. If I were you. you. Yeah, they played that a lot yeah. too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean that, they were they've been so good to us and worked you know, they they worked hard supporting Janice and it, it was awesome that they did. Yeah, so we're, great. Uh, I we love, do love those guys and um we're super thankful for their support, especially as a new band to have a station kind of, you know, a, a large worldwide kind of thing get behind you like that. It's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely what I've seen with the Sirius XM radio, because even before, like, some of the other bands, you know, hit the regular terrestrial stations, like, I'll say, oh, I've heard this band, and they'll be like, where the heck did you hear that band? And I'll just be like, Sirius XM radio, and they'll be like, oh, my gosh. And that's what I've gotten some of the most amazing bands, so it's great. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. awesome. We love them. Really cool. Well, thank you so much, David, for calling in. And I just want to also say, you know, if you ever want to come back on, you want to promote anything, um, when you release another single, you have, you know, any other upcoming tours that you want to come on and talk about, please feel free to contact me. I would love to. That would be amazing. Yeah. No, it's great having you guys on, and I'm so glad that I can support you guys. And as I mentioned in the beginning, I don't know if you had called in yet, it's my kind of my year anniversary since I launched the show, so it's it's just great to have you guys on to celebrate that, too. Oh, cool. So it's, yeah. Well, congratulations. So it's been a, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations, great. and good luck with good luck with your career in psychology as well. Okay. Thank you so much. So thanks so yeah. much for coming on again. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk to you. All right. Have an amazing okay. show tonight. Thanks. Okay. Take Bye. care. Bye. All right, everyone, again, you just heard from David, the lead singer of Janice. Please make sure that you check out their album, Knox Eris, which is currently out. It is available on iTunes and all other major major digital sites. And you can also check them out at JaniceMusic.com. So, again, please check these guys out. If you turned tuned in late for any reason to the radio show tonight, the podcast will be available uh, as soon as the show is over. So uh, people can download it. You can stream it. You can check it out on iTunes. And, again, thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. It's been such an amazing journey. And check out 60-plus podcasts that I currently have available from so many amazing musicians, comedians, filmmakers, authors, and uh, the whole gamut of creative people in this industry doing stuff. A um, couple of things, if you're interested in following me on Facebook, I have uh, a Carrie Edelman fan page for my music. There's also the Carrie Edelman music page, um, the Carrie Edelman show page. I have two personal pages now because I maxed out my 5,000 friends on one page, so please search Carrie Edelman. You can befriend me. And, again, I get back to everyone who sends me messages. Um, I'm on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. My official website is CarrieEdelman.com. And, again, I look forward to uh, hearing from you guys. Next week we will be on the air again. can't believe it's going to be April already. And we actually have next week coming on. We have another band from Sirius XM Octane Radio. They're coming on April 3rd at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, and that is going to be Ghosts of August. So they're an amazing band. We're going to play their hit single, Disease and Scars. Check them out again next week, April 3rd at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And as I mentioned, I'm also a singer-songwriter. I have an album out. It's an original modern rock album. I'm going to play one of the songs off of that tonight, which is called Leave It All Behind. 
and that is also the uh, title track of the album. If anyone is interested in checking it out, you can go to iTunes or any major digital sites and type in Carrie Edelman. Thanks again so much, everyone, and have a great night. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
Computer Solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 